I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Make some noise, Orange fans. It's time for the Hughes Nation Podcast with Sean and Joe. Give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Q's Nation Podcast. What's up, Q's Nation? Thanks for tuning in to the Q's Nation Podcast with Sean and Joe. If you like it, please share it. Five-star review wouldn't hurt either. Um, a programming alert. Programming alert. Uh, we are going to be changing the, the, the show name. And the reason is because that way, then we'll have all of our, the website, the Twitter account, and Facebook, and the show will all be able to match. Um, it'll be the same for once. Yeah. It'll be the same instead of, you know, three, four different things. And um, that way there, we can just kind of brand ourselves. I didn't think the show was really, you know, we were just playing around with it at first, called the Q's Nation Podcast, because, you know... It's a fan, it's a good fan thing to you know to go by, and it's something we use on Twitter and stuff like that. But it's not ours. I never tried to claim it to be ours or anything like that. But we're just gonna do our own thing and brand ourselves with with something else. So the show will not change. None of the content of the show will change. But it's just the name. This will be the name in the in the logo you see will be different, and that is. That is literally it. That's the only <laughs> thing that's going to change. So um, that way, there we can we can do our thing. All right. Since we since we were here last time, we were still up in the air about Tyus Battle. We speculated he would uh, go at least to the combine, and he got his invite to the combine. And not sign an agent. Yep. And not sign an agent, and that's exactly what he did, right? So um, yep. now now for our next predictions, Tyus is gone. <laughs> Tyus has been preparing for this, and I don't think he's he's going to have some stiff competition. There's no doubt about it. But oh yeah, he he's prepared, and I think he's if he's projected. Obviously, if he's projected to go in the first round, and he impresses enough people, I'm sure he'll get the feel for it, uh, one way or the other. I think he goes. So uh, uh, I think, do you think with him, it's more of a pride thing. It all depends on how he plays against the uh, the other players, comparable position players. You know. I think that the kid's humble enough to realize if oh, he's out, if he's outmatched, and if there's going to be ten to twelve shooting guards better than him, then it's probably not worth going. And I mean, obviously, the fact that he likes Syracuse and he wouldn't mind coming back, you know, probably doesn't hurt either. So, again, it just comes down to 
what he does in the combine. So we'll have to wait and see. He's definitely something to keep an eye on. But there was uh, an article on Syracuse.com talking about some of the things that Tyus Battler are going to have to prove to uh, NBA teams during the combine that he can actually do a little bit better in three-point shooting, dribbling with his left hand, finishing around the rim with his left hand, some of the things like that were some of the, the things that I remembered. But, again, he's, he's one of those fringe guys where now he's going to be playing against nothing but stiff competition and, and how he competes against them is, is going to be big. So I, I wouldn't go as, as fast as you and say he's gone. If he goes out there and balls out and he, and he plays just as good as most of them, then, then I'd say he's gone. But Yeah, well, we'll see. I'm, I mean, I just feel he's good enough to go. I think he's obviously been preparing for this. He's been preparing for this in um, in the Mellow Center, even you know long before, obviously. And that he announced, but we'll just we'll just have to wait and see. And like you said, the thing about Tyus is that he is he's in, he's honest enough with himself to know to get a good feel once he's out yeah. there and everything. I think he's honest enough to himself to realize if he's gonna be able to be drafted in the first round or not. Yeah. So and and there was there was a plan put in place, most likely probably before the season even started. Beheim he'll tell his players when he thinks they're ready or if they should go and, and kind of check it out and just test the waters. Because, again, some of these coaches, they encourage them to go there without – I mean, if you have to remember, Malachi Richardson, Tyler Lydon, and now Tyus Battle, three in a row here where Beheim kind of encouraged them to go in there but without an agent and kind of see where you fit and see test the waters and, and go through the uh, – the whole experience so i think that that was going to happen no matter what as soon as the season was over he was going to start working out for the nba combine and, and and seeing what's up but again like i said he's a kid where i don't think money um, is an issue and him not liking school is not an issue and again he's not he's a very humble kid so i think it just comes down to what he does at the combine yeah and also since we were um so that wraps up that wraps up Tyus. We'll just have to wait and see. May 29th is the <clears throat> is the next date. So, yep. We'll know by then. So, Bryce Golden, we were we were kind of high on Bryce Golden. I was really I really I really thought we had this guy. Yeah. But he he chose Butler as, as you probably already know. And that position is is one I'd like to see filled because of who we've got there. Not because of the talent we got there, but because we only have two guys that are really going to play it. They're looking at this Braswell this, in this, this center O-Sun, but the, as far as forward forwards go, it's Braswell right now. But you've still got grad transfers yep. that are a possibility. So Bryce, I mean, Braswell would be good. Braswell would be good because he would be, a, he would be someone good that could fill the minutes. If he need, if he needed to. Plus, I think he's a long-term player. I mean, he could be there, you know, three, yeah. four, three, four years. Yeah. So he's a little small. He probably needs some peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, as we always say about the small guys. Like, Dolan's they usually right. are coming out of high school. Yeah, I mean, Gold, Golden was more physically ready, but Braswell could be the better player after three years. You know, developing stuff like that. So. I don't think I mean, it's really as important as who we get right now as much as, I mean, Eliza Hughes going down being, you know, he ties battle height, 6'6", six, six around there. Like, Beheim's going to have him playing small forward sometimes just because of the amount of talent and, and for scoring. But when it comes down to defense and, and possibly starting the game and end of the game stuff, you know, he doesn't want to have a 6'6 six, six guy down in the wing the whole game, so... And Merrick and, and Brissett would be the only other guys. So I just think that we need to fill that spot. Because Elijah Hughes is going to play some guard, too. 
Yeah, well, if, especially if, if Tyus doesn't come back, he's going to have to. Yeah, ex- so, exactly. So, that's, and that's the one thing. If Tyus comes back, then Elijah Hughes is going to be forced into getting a majority of his minutes down playing small forward. But then that's going to make us small on the defensive rebounding end. And we have struggled on the offensive, you know, giving away offensive rebounds. Maybe not last year, but in the recent, you know, past. Yeah. So, so Braswell, he's listed at 6'9", 190. A little, like we said, a little thin, but... He he. They call him a shooting forward. A sharp shooting forward is actually how yep. is actually how uh, two four seven sports had had um, listed him as, and he was ranked nationally two hundred twenty eighth, but fifty first for power forwards. So yeah. in that and in the other schools that were interested in him were Matt, UMass, um, right. You know Fordham, James Madison. Oklahoma, I think isn't Oklahoma State? Oklahoma State, ODU. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, Creighton. Because he's raw. He's raw. Yeah. But like I said, we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives... There's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. That's why I compared him to, like, a a James Sutherland. And, and, uh, that's kind of what he looks like. James Sutherland, he, what, the last two years... Of, of eligibility he actually came on and played pretty well athletic guy that can jump play the wing but i mean he's a shooter once he puts it all together i mean imagine merrick if merrick could go stand outside on the three-point line last year so that they couldn't double our drivers every single time and merrick could just sit there and hit threes like that's what you're looking for and that's what they're looking for in braswell if he can come in and play the wing and be that person for five to seven minutes so, so Merrick and Brissett and those guys can get some rest, and that, that's all they need. But they need somebody that can do that. Yeah, and he, you know, they're saying he's got a hell of a jump shot. He's got great hands, and he can, um, you know, he's got nice touch inside too. So, well, know, he's athletic. He he's can block athletic some shots. and mobile. So in defense, he's, yeah. he's five fouls. He can go out there and block some shots. But exactly. So another one that would cross the radar, I guess, is Khalif Battle who's Tyus's yeah. little brother. 
I never really gave this serious thought, and I don't think anybody else really did, but Syracuse did offer him. I think that's kind of like a courtesy thing because they yeah. they know oh. the family and everything. Well, there was a there was an article back when when he was uh when Battle was a freshman and and Khalif was in high school and they were talking about it and they talked about how they offered him. And Khalif said that he liked it, but even back then it kind of seemed like he was kind of his own person, not trying to hey, follow, you know, any type of legacy type path. thing. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, he's going to Butler. So <laughs> Bryce uh, Golden's going to Butler. Yeah, it's like, okay, all right, I see what's going on here. Uh, Jordan Tucker but, went to Buck- Butler. That's right, and he's going to finally get – oh, wait, no, he's got to sit out another year, right? Yeah, I don't know, because I don't know how much he played at Duke. So, And I know he announced his transfer while the season was going on. So if he never played, then maybe technically this could count as his red shirt. Because I think he – by the second semester, he was there, it's, or the it's, winner. It's seven the winner games. Semester. It's it's seven games if you play. In yeah, seven games. I mean, we know who we'd have to ask for that because we don't have that information right now. But right, I'd, I'd guess he most likely because it's the NCA and they don't care about the kids will probably have to sit out next year. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> so, okay, so I just wanted to get that in. He's a he's th- that's a great family. Gary Battle and, and their mom and and obviously yeah. you see it in Tyus. I mean, they're just good. They're just, it's just, they raise some good kids, those two. Good people. Yeah, good people. definitely. So, all right. We talked about Braswell, Golden, Cleef. All right. Now this, Osun. Do you want to try his last name? Why do we always got to get these these recruits with these funky last names? I always have trouble, <laughs> I always have trouble pronouncing. Uh, Osinye. You know, Osinye. That's what I would guess. Osun. Osun. Osunini. I said I wasn't going to try it. Osunye. <laughs> Because there's an E and then an E. <laughs> I don't know. I have no, no idea. It's, that's, it's, that's what I'd guess. Oh, uh, I'm just going to call him O-Sun. I'm going call him, to call him Double O. Oh, okay, We can do that, too. Double right. O. Double uh, O, son. 6'10", <laughs> center. Okay. Uh, he's coming to visit Thursday. He was a former LaSalle commit, but after their coach uh, was fired in March, he decided to get back into the recruiting pool. So... According to Syracuse.com, Georgetown, Maryland, St. Bonaventure are also interested. Uh, he's going to visit St. Bonaventure, actually, before he comes to Syracuse here on Thursday. And he's a late bloomer. I think he was 6'1 his freshman, uh, when he was a freshman in high school, and he's now 6'10. So yeah. he got the height on him. Well, and that's around when he picked up basketball, too, 8th, ninth grade. Wow, that's he didn't amazing. He play basketball before. Yeah, so. Yeah, so yeah. he's a great inside guy. He's um. There was only a couple, a couple uh, videos I found on him, and the one that was the best that I saw it looked like it came from his YouTube page. I posted it at QSmilitia.com. But he's a good finishing in on the inside and great blocker. I mean, you know. He looks athletic, but again, just raw. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But he also has played a year after he graduated in 2000. Went to a prep school after, correct? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, he's, so he's just he's raw, but he's six ten. He's athletic and six ten one eighty five. And that's exactly what we do as far as plugging in the middle of that zone. So yeah, and you know, there's no real good profile on him. Nobody has one. ESPN still has him committed to LaSalle, as they are just on top of everything. ESPN, and the the only one I found was verbalcommits.com and they just have him listed as a two star. So Right. And again, this is this is the kind of the luxury that we have and the stuff that Beheim used to do all the time when we had full scholarships and that's be able to to find these 
maybe possible diamonds in the rough. And yeah, it looks like there's you know, two of them on the radar. I mean, really? Yeah, but I'm I'm just saying, like this guy, realistically, these last couple of years who having sanctions and not these not these scholarships, like there's no way that he would put a scholarship up. And I don't think they have offered him yet. But again, that's just the luxury of having a full roster of scholarships, and now he's going to have a son on the team to where they can kind of play with that walk on scholarship position. So he can go and he can get guys that he might think he can develop in two or three years, yeah. you know? So that's the thing. Cause, cause when you pop those guys in there, then you have the upper advantage to those teams that have to just refill their teams every year. So with, with those son, uh, if, if he was to, if he was to commit, we were to get him next year, would he likely redshirt because, you know, Chuku is a senior but two, we already have two. We'll have two healthy centers going into next year. Do you think he yeah. red shirts? I would assume so. Yeah. I mean, there's no, there's. Uh, I th- I believe it'd be one of those things where it would just come down to whether or not they needed him or not. They might red shirt him, uh, but you never know with the, I don't know the the history of health between uh, Chuku and Sidibe for the amount of time they've been here. Can't really guarantee a, a red shirt, so right. it could be one of those things where they plan on red shirting them. But let's wait to see what happens with these guys' health. But uh, as long as Sidibe and Chuku are healthy, those are going to be the two guys in the rotation. And Osun would not get minutes, so therefore he would red shirt. In Beheim's eyes, that's probably what he'd want to do. But in, again, he's more like the in case of emergency break glass kind of thing. Right, and not only that, but is is he gonna is he gonna commit to a place that's gonna that he's gonna have to sit for a year? You know, I mean, kids aren't really, you know, looking to do that all the time. And he's already played a year of prep school, and they won the championship. You know, he was the MVP of the game. I think I believe they they won the game in overtime. He scored 27 points. I mean, he probably wants to play. You know, you're right. So, but uh, I mean, Beheim, he gives. I believe he gives. I think he's one of those guys where if you're if you can play, then he's going to give you the minutes. He's going to give you the opportunity. So. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right. Well. I guess that's that's really all I got as far as recruiting stuff. Any kind of, any kind of scenarios you see you want to play around with to to finish up. I'm still questioning on whether or not uh, we're going to end up getting a graduate senior. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't. I know there was a couple articles about some of the graduate seniors that Syracuse should look for towards like power forward stuff like that. I still don't know if Ryan Luther had made a decision on anything or a Kenneth smart or any guys like that. But a lot of times graduate seniors, they wait until they wait until the draft comes around, you know, May 29th where they wait to see which kids are coming back, you know, pulling their names out of the draft and coming back to school and looking at depth charts, different schools and stuff like that. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if, there's not going to be a graduate senior possibly in the horizon we're looking at anyway, just in case. But I still do believe that, obviously, uh, they like Braswell. But if they have a chance to get a guy like a Ryan Luther or a guy that's been a three- or four-year player at a decent program to I mean, play over Braswell. That's ideal. And the, the short, that's ideal, yeah. Short, so. short term right now, I think, you know, in the situation we're in, it'd be nice to get some experience there. But – but I mean, we have room to do all of it. Yeah, exactly. You could we have get enough both. scholarships. We could get Braswell, we could get O'Son, and we can get a graduate transfer and yeah, still be exactly. fine. Exactly. And, it's and if just, it was close, then Buddy Beheim could go as a walk-on, and we would be fine anyway. So, yeah, this like, is the first year. Won't. This is the first year of finally our getting all our scholarships back, and he's trying to he's trying to get some guys that he can get in, and be a three, four, five-year players that can kind of bulk 
just depth of this uh, team back up. Yep. So, all right, that's that's all we got for. I'm sure we'll be back again, um, probably once we figure out what Tyus Battle is going to do, and there'll be more stuff breaking. I'm sure there'll be more recruits coming, and oh, yeah. maybe we'll have more stuff on maybe even a grad transfer here by the time Tyus has to make his decision. So, oh um, yeah, and there'll be a bunch of write-ups about what's going on in the combine and who's doing well and stuff like that. So yeah, and we'll we'll keep you as well posted as we can at cusemilitia.com. Yeah. So yeah, and we'll all try that to stuff's try. posted to Facebook and Twitter. All right, moving on. We got uh, a little bit of football talk. Real what quick. else happened? Well, yeah, right. <laughs> what uh, else happened in the past three weeks? I know, I know. I feel it. It, it does kind of suck waiting three weeks to when when we were during the se- basketball season. We were coming on two, three times a week to podcast, and right. you know, it was full packed. Now we're like sitting around, kind of waiting for things to fall in yeah, our laps. Yeah, talk well, about. no one wants to listen to us talk about nothing. So <laughs> exactly. Well, you'd be surprised. Or the same thing over and over and over and over again. <laughs> well, some of the podcasts I've I've listened to, it, it, maybe it's popular because it's what they do. <laughs> so. <laughs> Anyway, um, not my style. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, former Texas A&M offensive tackle Coda Martin is going to join us this upcoming season as a uh, grad transfer, 6'6", 310 pounds. Started, Great pickup. Started 14 games um, for Texas A&M o- over the last two years. His father is Kirk Martin, who is the quarterback coach for SU, and his father-in-law is none other than yep. Dino Babers. So he will join us for a year. We think, Joe. That's a much needed spot too. I mean, oh as yeah, far as the that's a great pickup. Goes, yeah. So kind of. That's uh, a great. I mean, that's a guy that if if he started fourteen games the last two years at Texas A and M, I'm assuming he's gonna be able to step right in and be a starter. Oh yeah, our, I, I, you know what I, I mean. Be, like I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he came right in, took the left tackle spot. And then Cody Conway got moved over to the right tackle, and it just bolsters our line. and And hopefully, this is the the type of push that we can need to kind of get our running game and and, and help protect Dungey to to get us over over the hump. Because he might need a little bit more time this year with the younger receivers, and our our, our running game has definitely got to get better to help that too. So, yeah, he's got his wheels is, though too. You know, he don't wait around. No, he's got his wheels, but um, his wheels are burning. Yeah, up. As we can see, <laughs> as we can see. <laughs> <laughs> never like we were just talking about before we started the show was uh, he's never played a f- full season so right and then how great would it be you get some guy like this to come in and uh, and he comes in and actually his senior year plays a full year because I'm, I'm telling you right now with the way he knows that offense and the, the stats he's put up since Babers has come I mean you're talking about I mean I'm not saying he'll win the Heisman but you'd you'd be able to put the numbers right next to the Heisman quarterbacks next year? I'll, I'll guarantee you really between his between his rushing and his passing because of oh, the system yeah, yeah. if he stays it healthy, happened all the you're, time you're assuming he stays healthy all year if he stays healthy i'm saying yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i but I, you used to you used to see it all the time the texas a&m uh the texas a&m um mike leach's quarterbacks because of his air raid and he just throw 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 uh they never came close to being heisman candidates this is snap but they would throw for a ridiculous amount of yards and a just ridiculous amount of touchdowns and they really didn't get the credit for it because of the system. So it's just kind of what happens. And because they didn't win, you know, go to huge bowl games. But, yeah, so. well, 
Well, we'll it would be great to I, see him stay healthy, but also there's always that intrigue of what DeVito is going to look like in live action. So, well, when you're when you're someone like Dungey who has spent you know time in a splint and spent you know walking boots and and you know been out. Oh yeah. You know, I'm pretty sure he you, played the rest of that Florida State game with a broken foot, and they almost won. Was it Florida State or Miami? No, oh, was it Miami? It was one of the two. It was, I don't know I which it was one was Miami first. Miami was, was the game where he was just like, people were picking him up off the ground to get him back to the scrimmage. Oh, game. yeah. Okay, then that was in him. Yeah. yeah and then no. he had season-ending surgery after that game, so <laughs> yeah, it just tells no you kidding. what. <laughs> just like no quitting the guy. He's got like – I like, guess that's why he was doing flying knee kicks that game oh. because <laughs> – Yeah, yeah. Uh, he didn't care about getting suspended because he knew it was his last game. <laughs> was that the same game? Miami was the one where he like jumped in the air twice, leading oh, with his gosh. knee, like running people over and stuff. Yeah, you're right. That's true. He was on something. Yeah, he was on yeah, some, it, some yeah. stuff that game. I'll tell you what, and that was heroic. Yeah, dude, it was kind of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was so much fun to watch last year. I mean, he's always yeah. fun, not just last year, exactly. But the year before too. But sometimes you cringe, but sometimes you don't. Sometimes you're like, go, yes, do it. You know what I mean? And you're just like. Because he's so he's he gets hurt, but he's like resilient. Like you know, he's going to be in there for the game at least. Yeah, you know, but it's, we just, were, it's we, awesome because you're just like, yes, he's willing to do that for me. Yes, <laughs> yeah, right. And you just <laughs> you know we, were, I mean? we were just so close to getting a bowl game where you, you're kind of thinking, you know, if we could get this game, that Miami game was close. I mean, we were in that game for. There's a lot of close games. We were yeah. we were right. LSU was close. Yeah, I mean, but that's right. Riley doesn't drop that pass in the end zone. We could probably win that game. So, I mean, there's a lot of games against great competition. We were right there, right yeah. there. So, I mean, four and eight looked bad, but I don't think it. Like we've talked about it before, and it was at the end of the year. Like we talked about it, and but they were they were better than a four and eight team based upon their strength of schedule and how they played those games yeah, and with their injuries. I, I think so. I'm too. sorry. It was the last. It was it was Dungy going out just pretty much canned the year it was like it was kind of like it affected the whole it affected the defense too the defense was strong pretty much all the way until yeah, it's dude it's dude it's depth favors yeah, has got yeah. to get to a point where yeah. we can't use well, injuries just, injuries is the reason why we lose yeah he's we finally now starting to to work his recruits in the, exactly. in the majority so and know. this is going to be the test because yeah absolutely. since we've had dungy Every time he's gotten hurt, we have not had anybody. I mean, it's basically like he gets hurt, and that's why we lost. So, yeah, you well, know, if he gets hurt and DeVito comes in and, and we win a couple games, then that would actually kind of complete this, almost like it would be completing a circle, you know, yeah, and of I what like, Babers wants. So. I like that DeVito kid, too. So I'm, right. I feel very comfortable with him as a backup, put it that way, I guess is what I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah, but there's been so much hype. That's why I know. <laughs> we haven't I know, really but seen him you in the action. You can go watch him on YouTube, though. I mean, he's got. Some, I know. He's got some good but live stuff. He's got some good live stuff, though, unedited. You know, as far as uh, target practice with the football and stuff like that, um, which is big. That's key. So, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. It's pretty accurate. So. Yeah, he's wicked accurate. All right. Despite all the drama, Syracuse will make the NCAA tournament in lacrosse. They'll face off against uh, nine seed Cornell at 7:15 this Sunday. They'll be an eight seed. Um, they lost against uh, they lost against Cornell earlier in the, in the year, April 10th, yeah. uh, 13 to eight. So 
Um, there yeah. was there were I guess there was drama about them not making it, but I mean they were ranked uh, as high as like seventh this season. I think when the season wrapped up, they were still in the top ten, maybe maybe not. No, yeah, I don't I don't know if they were, but re- when you look at their schedule, they make a big deal about what like what they say they lost the first round of the ACC tournament, right? Well, yeah, the regular the regular season they went four and zero and they beat everybody in the ACC, right. so. And then, as far as the other, they don't look at their non-conference schedule and see what type of uh, type of teams they played. Um, so they had a very, very tough strength of schedule, and they had, I mean, they beat number Army was number nine, uh, Virginia number five when they beat them. Duke was number three, Notre Dame number six. So yeah. and they beat they UNC sent, was unranked when they beat them, but UNC was unranked, but yeah. So and I think UNC might be the only ACC team that didn't make the the uh, tournament actually but um even some of their losses most of their losses came from i mean they had a bad game against john hopkins they lost the game against rutgers which usually doesn't happen second game of the season they lost to albany at the dome but uh albany was number three so they're a good team so overall when you look at their strength schedule as far as who they played they didn't really have too many pushovers most of the teams they played were ranked so albany was had a spread in lacrosse magazine yeah. This month. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and there, there's a lot of hype around Albany. Um, yeah. So, So yeah, I mean, we get a chance to come back, and uh, you saw what happened. We, we, we came out and we lost to Virginia. After we beat Virginia in the regular season, we lost to Virginia 10-11 to right at the end of the game in the first round of the, the ACC tournament. And we came back, we had a game right in between, and just, you know, it's that one game before the tournament. I think it was on Saturday in the game uh, – the, Selection show was on Sunday, um, but they beat they beat Colgate this past Saturday, seventeen to five. And um, I think now that they're in and they see they get a chance to play home and, and get a, a rematch against Cornell, I think they're pretty they're pretty hyped up to uh, to get this tournament going. So I like our chances to get yeah. redemption in this one. It's fun. It's fun to watch. So. Oh yeah! Once the tournament um, starts, it's definitely fun to watch. It's getting to gets getting there, you know. It's a short season, though. I mean, really. Oh yeah, it goes fast, and, yeah, it and does. I think eventually, as as the as the sport grows, I think the tournament's going to end up growing. I think some of the conferences are going to end up growing. Um, so I'm just hoping that it'll end up getting to a higher level. But you know, just one of those things. You can already tell it's growing because of so many teams and and. It's are competitive now. It used to be there was only you know a handful of teams. Syracuse used to win national championships every other year. But. I know it. I know it. And then like Duke, you know, they became competitive a few years back. Oh yeah, so. and then the old Cornell coach moved out to Denver, and Denver's lacrosse program's been pretty good. So, uh, I mean, there's just a lot of stuff going on. They're expanding all over the place. So, yeah, and it's like when it, lacrosse is one of those sports where it's still really like slow to catch on especially like for youth sports here in in virginia beach i mean we had to join a league you know schools aren't really offering it they're mostly clubs in schools so it's a lacrosse club and it's not really a formal sport so it's it's still catching on so it's one of those sports that's it's it's so much fun to watch it's so much fun i'm watching 11 12 year olds my son playing and it's a blast it's a blast, and yep. these some of these kids, man, they're good. They're good, and and you know, Dylan's gonna do a lacrosse camp and stuff this year. He's psyched about it, but yeah, you know, it's one of those sports too where, um, 
it's one of the easy. It's not easy. It's never easy to get a scholarship, but it's one of those sports where if you can, if you can play, you can get a scholarship. Yeah, and that sport is still growing. And honestly, your thought process right there is, I mean, I didn't have the sport wasn't big enough with me, but that's one of the sports that I wish I would have played because I think exactly what you thought right there. The majority of the people, I mean, when you look at some of the the people that come, I mean. There's a guy from North Carolina here, a guy from Texas here, this, this, and that. I mean, but then you get, you know, 10 to 20 guys just from CNY. They're going Division One every single year. So, I mean, like where we grew up in Syracuse, I mean, that's just a hotbed, you know? Yeah. So if you can if you can stand out and you can stick out no matter where you are, I mean, as it's and it's growing too. More and more, more and more colleges every single year are adding lacrosse. Yeah, my, so, my cousin who grew up, he grew up half in Syracuse and half here. And he got a collegiate scholarship for high school playing goalie. And then uh, he went, went something like second team All-America or something like that. And then he went, um, he, got a, he got a scholarship from UVA and turned it down. No. <laughs> he turned it down to go to Philly U to chase his girlfriend. Well, who he, you who know. He, who he later married. And they have kids and stuff now. So I guess, you know, whatever. But UVA, come on. I guess his plan worked. But yeah, yeah, I, I guess get so. it. Um, but all right, well, that's Let's it. Let's hope that's for the best, man. Get through this first yeah. round and then probably play Maryland. Yeah, we're going to be coming back again in a week or two to do yeah. our, our our promised NCAA episode. Probably won't yes. be a ton to talk about, but I mean, it's a bullet. I don't know. There's a, a lot of stuff coming out. No, there out. is a lot of stuff coming out, but that's kind of like a bullet point thing. There's a lot of like unnecessary things going on with that like the whole yeah. commission thing you know what i'm saying i want to stick to the important things looks like uh the one and done rule is gonna be gone so we'll get into that a little bit or at least they're trying to push it out very hard so uh um, oh, yeah we'll get into that so that's it that's all we got uh thanks for tuning in we appreciate it for joe i'm sean we're out peace you just heard the Q's 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 podcast with sean and joe